everybody. Welcome to Dawson's Darlings. Today we'll be recapping season two, episode nine, The Election. Politics! Boom, 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 boom. Something that you don't really know a lot about. I was excited to learn. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, sure. Especially you don't know a lot about voting or anything like that. So this must have been really new for you. It's new. Everyone has things that are new and this is it. So it's cool. It is very cool. In case you don't follow our inside joke, Kim runs a nonprofit called We're the People. (laughs) We were back in the day. We were back in the day. Um, Wearethepeople.org. It's all about fighting voter apathy, getting you to vote. It's amazing. Chickatoot. So shy about that. (laughs) Um, Well, I blacked out for a second when you were, I mean, you're always complimentary towards me, so I guess I'm always blacking out, but you know how I get about compliments. I'm only complimentary towards you behind your back, so. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Uh, Appreciate that. This episode first aired uh, December 16th, 1998. The Netflix episode summary says, in their bid for student council, Andy and Joey face a nasty smear campaign. Meanwhile, Jen tries to get Dawson to embrace being a teenager. I have very exciting news for this. What? This episode was written by K-Dubs, as well as Darren Goldberg and Shelly Meals, and directed by Patrick R. Norris. Oh, Patrick Norris. We know him. Do you recall his nickname? No. 420 Patrick Norris. Oh, Because yeah. you would always be wrapped before 430. Oh, I thought it was because he smelled a little bit like patchouli, but in a nice way. In a nice way. It was very nice. And the thing that I remember, Patrick is a very accomplished television director for our uh, eight eight or nine listeners. He's very, very accomplished. <laughs> You'll see his name on the credits. Uh, even now, he works a lot. And he's very fast. He's good. He gets everything you want, but um, he knows what he wants. It, it's great. No dilly dallying. He directed episodes of Harder Dixie, and it was very exciting. Whenever he did, oh yeah, we were you, you s- were getting out early in time for happy hour. Exactly, and happy hour. You just mean like an hour of being happy? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> I mean, because these days, an hour is a lot for everybody to be happy. <laughs> That's true. I'll take it. So cold open. Uh, We're with Dawson and Jen in his room as Jen reads his script. She calls it fluff. Uh, Well, yes, I believe that this 15 year old who just said his second broken heart ever probably doesn't have a lot to say. But fluff is like give give a better first reaction than it's fluff. Uh, Yeah, it's a little harsh. But hey, he's trying to write a screenplay about the age of innocence because no one his age or gender or race has ever done that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, certainly not me. Yeah, I, me either. I'm still trying to write about the age of innocence. <laughs> uh, the problem here is that like Dawson is Dawson. He hasn't seen he doesn't know about life yet. He's he doesn't had, have any life experiences. Yeah, he's had two broken hearts, but even those weren't like that big of a deal. They're like teenage broken hearts. Yeah. Um, Jen says the script is missing raw and dark, which Dawson says he has. Buddy, no, you don't. We've we've met you, Dawson. (laughs) You you don't have those things. And that's okay. Not everyone does, but you you don't for sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Pacey barely does. And he's (laughs) Pacey. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's seen things. Uh But Zaz, don't you worry, because Jen will teach Dawson how to teen. 
And I'm sure nothing <laughs> will go wrong from here. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be great. That's our cold open. Act one outside of school. Joey lies and says it's 7 a.m. That's That can't possibly be true. These kids have already done like five things before, I'm sure. We've already had seven sunsets. <laughs> I'm confused about time on the show. I'm confused about time all the time. Yeah, I time. Know. Well, who needs it now? Yeah, not me. <laughs> During the quarantine, were you ever confused about time did you give up on time mm-hmm, for sure it really messed with my percept my relationship with the perception of time that's right and that's such a bummer you guys had a really good relationship before you guys were always kind of dated a little bit but it was definitely going somewhere for sure yeah we were very open and honest with each other and and then all of a sudden it was just kind of like i was ghosted by time <laughs> ghosted by time feels like a movie also right Oh my god, yes. <laughs> <laughs> or Ghosted by Time is like a band name. Oh man, that, he that is one really I cool. listened to. Yeah. Featured on the OC for sure. <laughs> so it's 7 a.m. in theory. Uh, Andy wants to run for school president. And she wants Joey to join in. Joey's not going to, like, we've seen every episode of the show. Joey's not going to do this. <laughs> She's not going to do it with um, any kind of enthusiasm, that's for sure. Uh, Joey says, no. Uh, Andy says that he, she, Jesus Christ. <laughs> It's, it's very early for you, Kim. I'm giving early. you that. Me and Kim are in different time zones, and I requested an earlier record time today, East Coast time. And she was like, no, let's go even earlier. <laughs> I was like, okay. Well, first I suggested what I thought was a 15-minute time difference, but was a six-hour and 15-minute time difference. <laughs> I was just like, whoa, okay, different end of the spectrum there, but I can adjust. I'm here. I'm excited. <laughs> um, we do it for the fans, you know? Yeah, we do it for our listeners. Uh, anyway, so Andy has checked her GPA, though. I guess through magic. <laughs> How'd she get Joey's GPA? I always thought that kind of information was like, uh, you know, confidential. Yeah, I thought so, too, but not for Andy. Not when you're thinking about running for school president. Well, you got to have access to that stuff. I guess. Uh, anyway, so Joey's in the top three percent of their class. And Andy says she owes it to the school. She says that the average teenager has an attention span of just under two seconds. Fun facts, because obviously I looked this up. According to Kids Growth, the attention span of a child or teen who is actively trying to pay attention is three to five minutes for every year of the child's age. As a result, a 13-year-old has an attention span between 39 and 65 minutes, while a 16-year-old is capable of paying attention for 48 to 80 minutes. My balls dropped in the middle of that sentence, so sorry. It was... Uh, yeah, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, so not two seconds. 16-year-olds, wow, 48 to 80 minutes. So good luck. Good luck running for school president now. You don't know. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> uh, check uh, kidsgrowth.com lately. um anyway uh, joey says she's still not gonna run because she's worried that her sordid family history will screw up andy's chances and then off joey leaving pacey and andy are all cute together oh i love pacey and andy it's so cute so cute i really love andy for him and i just really like andy yeah big fan of hers i really like what they did with all of the like um Little new characters this season. Andy, Jack, even Abby, because she adds a little bit of conflict and rage. Yeah. Which balances our wholesome little crew out. So it's not, I like what they've been doing this season. What about Chris? I mean, he's a wild card. He's got a big house, so he's, we'll keep him around. He has satellite TV. Yeah, I was going to say he's very rich. Very rich. Yes. <laughs> then we're over with Jen, and Jen tries to convince Dawson to cut class. Uh, she tries to tell him that life is composed of moments, just like his script. 
and he needs to learn to take the moments as they come. <laughs> I like that he was like, yeah, you know what, Jen? Let's do it. You lead the way. We're going to cut class. <laughs> and then she, like, all excited, like, walks out the door, and Dawson's in class already. He's already, like, got his little He's notebook out. such a nerd. <laughs> I know. I liked it, though. Uh, then at the Leary's house of this scene is just for Zaz. <laughs> oh, I, ooh, I just got a little warm. <laughs> Go on. Um, Gail has asked Mitch to come over and fix a broken dishwasher. Wink, porn wink. <laughs> <laughs> and it's cute. He doesn't fix it. And they're all like laughing, getting sprayed with water. And Mitch is taking his shirt off. It's like a little uh, white t-shirt contest for Mr. Man Me. Yeah. Then he goes from like cute to good on you. Because then, just Oof. like that, they're boated on the table. Hot, hot, hotty, hot. I really just thought of you the whole I was like, good for you for being able to see this as I like I think I gripped the arm of my couch <laughs> like oh, as soon as the dishwasher water sprayed. I was like, oh, no, <laughs> this is going to be good. Um, <laughs> gosh, Mr. Manmeat is just so hot, 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 hotty, hot. And then they're just like doing it all around the kitchen, knocking over grapes and fruit bowls. I was like, those grapes are good. <laughs> What'd you think of um, Dawson getting a peek? So Dawson walks in and I thought he was going to be like, mom, dad, ew. But he's just like <laughs> smirks and gives the biggest attaboy look and then gives them their privacy, which fine. Like, I get it. Your parents are like potentially getting back together or so you think. But he, he was very like, yeah, way to go, guys. <laughs> and then shuts the door, puts a sock on the door. And then he's like strolling to school like he's the one who just got laid. <laughs> it's true. He's uh, perhaps overly invested in his parents' uh, sex capades, but you get it, I guess. I theory. get it. Yeah. Uh, I don't get it, but personally. <laughs> um, but sure, I'm happy for everyone. I'm mostly happy for Gail. <laughs> I'm mostly happy for you. Yeah, it was really great. <laughs> It was really great for me. I had a good time. Good. I'm glad. I'm Thanks, K-Dubs. Uh, over the ice house, Joey's trying to get to know Jack and ask him which of his parents he takes after because obviously, like, Joey doesn't know about his family situation. And, and Jack just blows her off. So Joey asks how he's able to avoid every question about his family. And before they can get further into it, the cherubic shouts of Abby Morgan demand a menu so that she and Chris can plan their campaign from hell out in private. Abby says specifically that they need to talk in private and then look, looks Joey right in the eyes and says the ice house is very deserted. Just so rude. And Joey gives some serious side eye. She's not wrong. I mean, at first I was like, is the ice house closed? <laughs> no. Um, but no, it's open and they just uh, are struggling a little. Well, they don't keep regular business hours. Yeah, it's really just what's convenient for Joey. Yeah, so I can understand people not showing up because you just – you can't bring a large party to the ice house because it might be closed. Sure. For finals. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, um, finals, midterms, it all happens in the same day. I loved Abby making a comment about how the menus are dirty because they're plastic menus. And Joey just like locks eyes with Abby and wipes it on her shirt and then hands it back to her. <laughs> Joey's my spirit animal, I think. I think so, too. Oh, man. Off Abby existing jack tries to convince joey to run joey says that she's not interested and he reminds her that she wasn't into art either but people change abby hears all this and starts talking about how she'll never win against her and you're supposed to throw the trash out not vote it in good one <laughs> nailed it <laughs> and all the while joey's just holding this pitcher of water 
and it's like a countdown to when she throws the water on her. And I loved it. <laughs> yeah, she's growing some very necessary balls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, now Joey's going to run because uh, fuck you. That's why. Yeah. yeah. Do it. Yeah. Ah, uh, student government. <laughs> so much drama. It used to feel like the end of the world if like something went wrong in student government. Probably. But little did they know they never had any power to begin with. No. You know who has the power? Adults. Yeah. The, the <laughs> man. No wonder why Blink-182 sang about that so much. What song did they sing about that with? Like, you know, all of them. It's just like about how, you know, adults, you know, conformity and adults. And we're like this because of you. I guess this is growing up, huh? Nobody <laughs> likes you when you're 23. What else? <laughs> we're going to have Tom DeLong on the show soon. Yeah. Oh, my God. Don't tell people that. Big crossover they're, episode. They're excited. They're going to be excited. It was supposed to be a yeah. surprise. But now that oh, you know. My bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy D is going to be here. Act two. Um, Andy's talking to Pacey about flyers and Pacey, stop the presses, has been doing research about how to campaign. He's so cute. He's so dedicated to her. I love it. I know. Swoon, swoon, swoon. I know. Um, Andy starts talking about how her goal is to make government good and safe again. (laughs) What a nerd who just sits around talking about government and how to improve it. So Uh, late. Definitely not the people. That we were. No, we were not <laughs> talking about that. <laughs> Is this your favorite Dawson's Creek episode ever because it's about politics? It's close. <laughs> uh, mix and matching your great passions. I love a crossover episode. You know me. <laughs> hmm. uh, and as these nerds are kissing, Joey comes over to show them Chris and Abby's smear campaign. Pacey says he wants to hit him back harder. But Andy doesn't want to fight. She says that responding in an emotional knee-jerk fashion isn't the signal they should send to their high school voters. Hmm. Joy doesn't seem on board, but I think she's got the right idea. That's exactly how Biden won. I th- I heard. I heard there was an election, and that was how Biden won. Can't, uh, you know, you don't even mention them. Don't even worry about them. That's just another campaign. Who cares, you know? I'm going to stop you right there because... Biden didn't win the election. Trump obviously did. Everybody knows it. (laughs) Biden stole the election. We're going to find out the truth soon. Crime of the century. Bigger than aliens. I'm sorry. Aliens. Yeah. I stuttered. You got it the second time. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Sorry. (laughs) It's early. (laughs) It's 7.17 a.m. for our little Kim. Mm -hmm. And not that I'm not (laughs) up by this time. I'm just not normally up and excited to talk. Well, that's not true, actually. <laughs> wow, wow. I was going to say excited to talk about Dawson's Creek, but I am always excited to talk oh, about Oh, I thought you were going to say excited to talk to me. How dare you? Dare you? <laughs> um, sometimes I wake up in the morning and there's like a midnight text from you that's come in, and I get it. I like that a lot. It's fun. Aww. <laughs> like, oh, look at Zaz. Yeah, I know. When I can't sleep, I text Kim because I'm like, well, the odds that she's up are probably pretty good because, one, she's three hours behind and she's a little – um, insomniac. Mm-hmm. Who needs sleep? Not me. Not my so heart. Do. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not my mental health. No, 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 no. It's stronger with less sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, over at uh, some store, Jen and Dawson are shopping. And because Jen wants Dawson to come on over to the teen side, she tries to talk him into stealing some lipstick for her. He says it's an illegal rush that he has uh, no interest in. Jen says that he's overanalyzing again, which not to be too picky, but 
That's not overanalyzing. That's just stating a fact. It's illegal to steal. Sure. Yeah. And Jen's being a very bad influence. But I mean, who didn't go through this phase in high school? No, you didn't. Cool. <laughs> I liked your little neck <laughs> thing, though. You never um, stole anything from like a drugstore? No, not in high school. Me either. Sorry. <laughs> we don't have any teen experiences. Um, no wonder why I can't be a screenwriter. <laughs> <laughs> Go start stealing now. You are oh, an exceptional God. screenwriter and prolific. You are. No, but you're prolific. Oh, prolific. That's a nice word. I've, I've said it. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Not in this episode because I pe- feel like people get it, but in another one for sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, Jen, uh, anyway, so so Dawson finally is like, I'll steal for you. And then they walk out outside. Jen tells him to hand it over. And we find out that he actually put it back. Can't even steal something. I know. I I get that Jen's thing is a little bit like she is going through something. So maybe it's just misery loves company. But I also like that Dawson is just Dawson and doesn't want to steal still. Yeah, he's very wholesome. Uh, Jen goes back to the script and says that he needs to stop hiding behind a psychology degree that he doesn't have. She tells him that being mature for his age is going to trap him. He's going to wake up one day and realize the reason he's not growing is because he never allows for the process. And then she ends it with, there's a reason we go from infancy to old age. Think about that. And you could just tell when she says it, she really thinks she's nailed it. (laughs) Yeah. Meanwhile, that doesn't make any sense. Nothing sentence. None of this, like... Speech makes any sense. Like she's comparing stealing like $3 lipstick to having a worldview and much life experience at the age of 15 or 16. Like Jen, slow your roll. You're all right. You're going to be okay. Go back to your roots. You've already done all of this high school stuff. Maybe that's what it is, is she's worried about Dawson because she's already been through. She's a 15-year-old cardiothoracic surgeon. Cardiothoracic surgeon, exactly. She's missed all of this stuff, obviously. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what it is. Yeah. She's just trying to relive what she couldn't accomplish. Back at Capeside High, it's candidate speech time. The other candidate is Kenny Reeling, who is Abby's partner in the Alternative Lifestyles episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. His speech says that students with a 3.5 or better GPA should get half-day Fridays, which is a very solid plan. Um, no. No? It's a little discriminatory. Yeah. Do better in school. Oh, wait. Hang on. Now nah, I guess it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's go. okay. That's fine. That's fine. It's fine. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Um, Abby's butterfly clips say it should come down to one simple question. Who should lead the class? Yeah. Abby, no shit. That's what the election is. Correct. Yeah, that's kind of the general idea against anything in politics. Yeah. She also calls Joey the convict's daughter. And then when Andy tries to fight back, Abby says no one knows Andy's background. And then this bitch tells the entire school that her mom is, quote, one shock treatment away from a permanent residence in the loony bin. And I want to be very clear that that is a direct quote because I'm all here for the jokes. I think you're very funny. I'm attempting it. I wrote a book about it. Um, but I <laughs> definitely would never just casually make fun of somebody with a mental illness. So just wanna, I know. Yeah. It's it's really, really harsh. And I was like, why aren't any of the teachers kind of jumping in and stopping this? And my next big question was, how does she even know this if it's a huge secret? I, d- I think that much like the student rankings, the um, 
background, I guess, of Andy and Jack. It's just like in an unlocked cabinet somewhere. Oh, okay. Yeah, it is weird that she knows that. Because it was a big thing for her to tell Pacey. Yeah. And you can't, like, Google it. You can ask Jeeves it. (laughs) Dear Jeeves, this new kid's just moved to my school. Can you tell me any background on them? Thanks. (laughs) Send. (laughs) End tweet. End tweet. I, um, I... I, I just think it's funny to picture at, uh, Abby, like, at the library with those old newspaper machines. Just like, uh-huh. <laughs> like in just Now and Then. <gasps> Our next hiatus episode. Yeah. She's like. Yes. That's the sound of going through newspapers. That's the sound of all old things. They're just loud and, like. Fucking clunky. Everything. Yeah. Clunky. Everything old sounds clunky. Yeah. Um, she also knows about Abby makes it even worse and says that they have hard evidence. <laughs> this is not funny. This is mean. This is genuinely like a mean and very hard to watch. Scene. This is so cruel. Yes. But it is really funny when Abby goes, we have hard evidence <laughs> proving <laughs> that Andy's mom is responsible for the car accident that killed Andy. And this Jack is brother so Tim. harsh. But she has hard evidence. Yes. The newspaper machine. <laughs> she brings it out of the backpack. <laughs> <laughs> she rolls it out. Oh, man. It gets worse from there. And then finally a teacher puts a stop to it. But like you said, like. Finally. Wait, wh- were you sleeping? What was happening? Yeah. This guy's all just like rolling up to the mic being like, that's that's enough, I guess. <laughs> if we'll if you're done. <laughs> if you were you in the middle, I'd hate to be seen as interrupting a woman. <laughs> Do you have any more tea or. Do you have that hard evidence on you or should we all follow you somewhere? <laughs> um, the the act ends with the entire class staring at Andy, who what's who lets one little tear roll down, tries to respond and leaves. Single tear. She runs. Yeah. With her little Good thing she didn't have a backpack on. <laughs> she would look like an idiot then. Idiot. Luckily. After school or Whatever. Uh, Joey runs up to Jack and apologizes for pressing and trying to get him to talk about his family now that she knows. And I love Jack here. Like, I love how protective he is of Andy. He says he doesn't want to talk. He's looking for Andy. Uh, And when Joey asks if there's anything she can do to help, he just kind of like snaps at her and says that he doesn't want to talk to anyone about it. He literally, I just want to find Andy. Yeah, I get it. In the halls, Pacey with a tucked in shirt. (laughs) Uh, is also looking for Andy in the girls' bathroom. Just a different Andy or a different Pacey because uh, it's innocent. He's got, he's a boyfriend now to an age-appropriate partner and he's sensitive and cute and he puts his little arm around her mom. Yeah. That's the Pacey we know and love. We really do. Um, He finds Andy hiding in the stalls. She says that she doesn't want to go back out to school because now everyone knows about her mom and brother and everyone's going to be looking at her. She says that we become a lesson society, which I didn't get. Um, I, you know, like, where's the, everyone's dignity kind of thing? I don't know. I got it. I said she's so ahead of her time. Oh, I like that. And then I was like, wait till 2021, kid. Fucking <laughs> okay, lesson society then. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Nowhere to go but down. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Obama. <laughs> Just kidding. We love him so much. He's going to be on our show. Yeah. I can't. I think he's going to remember when we asked him and he was like, can we wait until season three? Because I have a lot of thoughts on it. I don't want to spoil it, but he had a lot of thoughts on a specific storyline. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I do remember when he said that to us. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you dipped out the improv for just a half a second and then came right back in to yes yeah, and Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, I didn't want to dip out on the commitment, you know? You needed me. I really do. I really do. <laughs> Um, so Andy starts to kind of like spiral out and, and sweet, sweet Pacey's there to like calm her down and it almost works until she throws a book at the mirror and it breaks. Yeah. Oof. So sh- she's not quite, she's still dealing with it. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to be better within a matter of 30 seconds. This is, this was like a very traumatic thing to have happened in high school very publicly. Yeah. So do you, Andy, do what you have to do. I mean, now you'll have bad luck for seven years, but Mm. other than that. True, 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 true. Would you switch schools after this happened? I, at the time in high school, considered switching schools for much less. So probably. (laughs) Me too. Me too. I really looked into it. My last like five weeks of senior year, I was like, that's it. I'm out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Aw, who hurt you? Um, I told you that in season... Oh, Meredith, right. Yeah, yeah, Meredith Monroe. <laughs> Meredith Monroe herself. <laughs> Meredith Monroe specifically hurt me. She didn't... No, 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 that's mean. That's mean. I don't want her to... Because she's coming on the show. Yeah, great. <laughs> so I don't want to... Uh, we go way back. Yeah, we do. I got a picture with her. Oh. So we'll bring... That'll come up during the interview, I'm sure, in a natural and great. interesting way that feels... Very organic. Yeah, it feels very organic and comfortable for everyone. Anyway, uh, we're back with uh, Mr. <laughs> I don't think this joke is going to work, but I thought I nailed it when I wrote it. Let's try it. Let's try it. We're back with Mr. Ashley's love. You know what? I think you could do better. <laughs> <laughs> I really think you could have done better. <laughs> uh, Mr. Bambi. Who's, who's Ashley? I don't know. I've never met her before. <laughs> yeah. it is, uh, do, you, do you think that's where the joke falls apart? Yeah, I do. Okay. We're back with Mr. Zaz's love. <laughs> <laughs> You're a monster. <laughs> oh, we're back with Mr. Zaz's love as he paints a chair while shirtless. Yeah. Dynamite areolas. <laughs> Just dynamite. He's picking up chairs from the side of the road because they're antiques. He's got an eye. <laughs> <laughs> dynamite areolas mm-hmm. oh my god all right well that's great uh dawson enters with the mail and tries to get his dad to talk about the whole boning on the table thing but mitch says it was a sex slip classic sex slip and it won't happen classic. again <laughs> um he says that they use what was comfortable and easy and used it for, to cover for their problems which aces job mitch that's true. That's what they did. They went back to what was comfortable and easy. True. He says they can't take the same action and expect a different result. It's the action that must change. But uh, I don't know. From what I saw, action didn't look like it needed much changing. No. Keep it going. Whew. So now Dawson's ready to take Jen's lessons. Now that he knows that his parents are having just casual sex, he's like, all right, Jen, I'm in. I'm in. I just learned that my parents are having casual sex on the kitchen table. So now it's time to go wild. <laughs> yeah, let's steal some lipstock. He, uh, you know, he wants to have the whole change your actions thing with Jen. And then it's all very like, I wonder what they're going to do because Jen shuts the bedroom door. So it's, uh, did you feel like it's like, ooh, what are they going to do? Yeah. Yeah? Jen's sending a whole bunch of mixed signals in this whole episode. Yeah, yeah. 
as Jen shuts the bedroom door with were with Jack and Andy. Jack says it really scares their mom to see Andy so upset. He also says Andy's highs and lows are becoming really intense. She says she's fine, but Jack says that she's not. And I really like how they've shown this so far with like the chattiness. Like Andy already, I just feel like they were Joey's character was not mapped out. This is all kind of new. Like we we watched 11 episodes of Joey just only existing for Dawson, not really having a backstory. Right. This feels like they knew Andy from the jump. Yeah. And I like this because her, the chattiness right away, the, all that kind of stuff. Um, they've, they've done a really great job of showing how it goes with her. Yeah, like for sure. This. She's very well-rounded. Yes, absolutely. Um, Jack says that it's time for Andy to go back on her medication. And Andy says that just because she had a rough day doesn't mean that she needs any medication. And then we go from this like very heavy and adult mo- moment to Jen and Dawson just toilet papering a teacher's house. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I have. And we'll get to it later on towards the end of the episode. But I have a lot of opinions about this specific storyline about her taking medication. Okay. And it starts with that scene where he, when she's like, I don't need medication. I just had a bad day where it's like, if you need medication, you need medication. And that is totally fine. Yes. Yeah. But this all aligns with like the very timely stigma of medication is bad. Yeah. But I think even now people sort of feel like, and it's not, it, it, it is because it's a stick. There is a stigma around it still being like, oh, I don't need it. I'm fine. Even now still like, mm-hmm. well, I had one rough day. doesn't mean I need to go back on it. Right. And even if you are fine, you it's okay to need it. Yeah. It's okay to be on it. And also, if you're already on it, stay on it. Yeah. Medication is amazing. Yeah. It is amazing. So, you know, let's end that. Yes. And this ad, uh, before we go on, we should take our break from Headspace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Andy. His name is Andy on Headspace. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh. The main guy's name is Andy. That's cool. I don't do Headspace or any of that because i'm healthy and not oh, broken must inside be nice. i'm not broken inside <laughs> and don't avoid it like the plague because something that would be possibly helpful would uh break my fragile being or anything like that that's certainly not one that doesn't sound like you at all no not even um so dawson and jen paper t- toilet papering in teacher's house uh what's next on the list skinny dipping uh jen strips and gets in first and then we go out on the act with dawson just like standing there with jen's uh, bra on his shoulder but when we come back dawson's naked naked (laughs) hiding behind the bushes oh my god yeah nothing screams i have a tiny penis than hiding behind the bushes when you're naked (laughs) or so you think because jen asks if that's a tree branch or if he's just happy to see her Good one, Jen. In the water, Jen asks if Dawson ever dreamt about her. She obviously means a sex dream, which Dawson doesn't get right away. And I started to write what she said and then got very uncomfortable because they're 15. So, Right, right, right. It was a, not super graphic. It was graphic for, you know, talking about 15-year-olds on cable uh-huh. television. So <laughs> uh, anyway, he asked Jen um, and Jen says possibly. She possibly had a dreams like that, sexy dreams. And then he kisses her, which... I don't know. Like, I get he's reading the room. We're all reading the same room. I mean, they're, she got naked and jumped in a lake. Like, come on. And Jen. then asked if he had sexy dreams about her. Yeah. Come on. Let's. Um, and then Jen's like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's crossing the line because they're finally friends and she doesn't want to mess it up. Which, listen, you can any point can be crossing the line. <laughs> That's not where my beef here is with Jen. 
Mm-hmm. You can absolutely, she can stop it at any point. That's fine. Do what you need to do to be comfortable. Yes. But don't, he's not crossing a line to read the room. He's just reading the room wrong. Right. And I, I guess. don't even think he's reading the room wrong. I, I don't think, think he is she either. got uncomfortable and that's fine. But totally, you know, I don't know. It's tricky. It's that's a tricky situation, even for 1998. Yeah. Yeah. So here's my thought on this, because I really tried to think about this is a tricky one. This is tricky. And also, I was a little confused by Jen, as I'm sure Tossin was as well. Mm-hmm. So here's my thought. I feel like she kind of threw out skinny dipping as this would be something fun to do with this guy she's hanging out with. And then when Dawson started to kiss her, she realized it's not just some guy she's hanging out with. It's Dawson. And that's what made her stop. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Like there are stakes now. Yeah. Yeah. So they sort of like end on the idea of becoming friends with Dawson and Jen. And uh, because in reality, he's over 18. It is okay to say this. James Van Der Beek is ripped. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> well, we all know where he gets it from. <laughs> Ooh. Do you think over summer hiatus, he was like, Hey, uh, Dad, I mean, Mitch, I mean, actor, <laughs> co-actor, do you want to uh, go, how, wh- what do you do? And can I do that too? <laughs> what do you get, what do you do to get your dynamite areolas? Because <laughs> I'm trying to have some DAs also. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thank you. I just thought of that. <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. Uh, Back at school, Chris and Abby continue to be the worst. Abby says their election is as locked up as Joey's dad. Like, shut up. Jesus God. And good on Andy for coming back on this day and trying to finish out the election. I think. Or not. I think because she should be stepping back to focus on her own mental health. But good for her for doing. let Let women do whatever we want. Yeah. And elect us. I was for Andy coming back and showing, you know. With her chin up high. Yeah. If that's what she wanted to do, I'm happy for her. Yeah. She rose above. Yeah. Andy sits down to give her speech over the announcement microphone thing that goes to the whole school. and uh, But she freezes because of Abby. So then Andy leaves, followed by Joey. But Pacey's still there. And he's Pacey as wily as ever. <laughs> yes. Uh, he like vaguely hides the PA recording button and asks Abby why she's slumming it with Chris, prompting her to tell Pacey, as well as the whole school... That she's using Chris and will ultimately destroy him because victory is so much sweeter when you have to walk on top of people to get it. She's so evil. And then I liked Pacey at the end being like, school's yours, buddy, on his way out (laughs) to uh, Kenny. (laughs) Again, swoon, swoon, swoon. Pacey, love it. Big time. At home, Gail is stress cleaning and also having stress baked uh, because Mr. Manmeat has served her with divorce papers. Sad. I know. So again, I saw a seventh sunset shot, so it's finally night in Cape Side. And Jack offers to walk Joey home from work. He says that when things get rough, he goes on autopilot. Not sure what that's like. Uh, (laughs) Can't say. Um, Well, he's not old enough to drink yet, so he hasn't discovered that. That's true. Oh, Jack, you're going to love it when you start to drink. Yeah, it's going to be the best. (laughs) Unless it's not the best, and that's fine, too. But it is Oh, yeah, no, it'll definitely not be the best. It's the best. Later on. <laughs> yeah, like later you're going to wake up and the feelings are still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Anyway, not sure what that's like either. Um, Jack says that he can't allow himself the luxury of opening up because he's the one that has to be a rock. It feels like his whole life is one big secret. Joy says that when her mom was dying, she had a friend who was amazing and would just sit quietly with her because she didn't want to talk. 
And then she takes his hand, and I guess that's what they're about to do, which is very sweet. Yeah, it is a very sweet moment. Yeah. And she's obviously learned her lesson, too, because that friend is clearly Dawson, because Joey didn't have any other friends before season two. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like that she doesn't say it. She just says, like, I knew this this one guy. I don't remember his name. Anyway. It's one person. I don't remember if it was even a guy or a girl where they identified him. Yeah, who knows? But anyway, they we held hands and that was it. And it was fine. <laughs> then at home, Andy starts to take her meds again. She tearfully takes her medication as in like, I have failed and now I have to take medication for it, which so this scene really, really bugged me, especially as someone who takes medication is such a proponent for medication. Like I was so turned off by this whole scene and the way she was just like <laughs> and taking medication for her own benefit yeah i just didn't like it yeah it um the whole episode had me until this scene this one lost you huh yeah, well, yeah i was just i was bummed about it i just think that it was really poorly portrayed i agree it was such like a and you know obviously because you know we understand the uh storytelling methods of dawson's creek we know that we're not done with this medication thing yet you know, it's it's the late 90s, but there was a lot of room for <laughs> improvement. Yeah. Listen, I mean, it's not like she's popping oxys, you know, in a tearful ad- admission of an addiction. She's probably taking some Prozac. Yeah. That'll make her feel fine, y- you know? Yeah. And is common. <laughs> yeah. And it is totally okay and perfectly fine if that is something that is right for you. And I just didn't love how she was... It was just portrayed as such a failing moment that she had to resort back to this medication. Yeah. Thought it was a bummer. And I know that the times were different still, but. Still. That's how they became so stigmatized. Yeah. Speaking of stigmatizations. Ah, big word. Thank you. Speaking of stigmata, Dawson goes to Jen's and tells her that his parents are getting a divorce. He says he's in a quandary because all the perception and psychobabble has left him in a dilemma. He doesn't know what to do about his parents. Should he have a mature reaction or should he allow himself to have a reaction that his uh, kid would have? And then he just starts crying with Jen. I know. This was a very sweet scene. Yeah. And it just like to get a little poetic as a writer, I just like loved how Jen, Jen the entire episode was trying to get him to have some of this life experience. Meanwhile, he is going through this traumatic life experience that's not great or fun, but it will make him a stronger person, I guess, in the long run. Yeah, that's an excellent point. Yeah. Again, as someone who is a writer child available of for divorced hire. parents oh. and a writer available <laughs> <for> <laughs> very available for or maybe I'm available. I don't know. We'll have to negotiate. Um as a child whose parents got divorced, as an adult, I was 19 when they got divorced. It's you know, it was a very traumatic thing. So I I this was one of the very rare moments where I was very much on Dawson's side. Yeah. I'm on Dawson's side through the whole parenting thing. Yeah. Because um, it's a hard and they're writing it well. They are writing it well. Yeah. I really, like I said in earlier this episode, I really love how this season has been shaping up. Good. Me too. Getting better and better. Yeah, it is. And do you think that the missing ingredients was just more people? They could have a little bit of a bigger world? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can only do so much with people that like, because, you know, in theory, it was supposed to be three friends have known each other their entire lives. So then there's nothing new to discover. Right. Yeah. And then you have the fish out of water and Jen who come new to town, but she's like way too likable to be a big problem. (laughs) If it was Abby who came to town, like, sure, maybe we could have just dealt with the four of them. But great. Well, 
that's the end of a very uplifting episode of Dawson's Creek. Oh, yeah. Well, it was uplifting for me when uh, Mr. Manmeat had a shirt off and he was like soaking wet. <laughs> you still thinking about it? What? Oh, what's up? Hey, I <laughs> see you there. <laughs> Next week, we're going to talk about season two, episode 10, high risk behavior. Ashley Dillon Zazarino, if somebody wanted to talk to you about your uh, Mr. Screek fan art that you've been working on, where can they find you? Sure. Just warning you, it's uh, not safe for work, but it's at uh, Ashley Zaz on Instagram and Twitter. And um, what about you, Kim? Where can people find you if they wanted to talk about politics and voting? And I actually want you to promote wherethepeople.org. You just did it. Wherethepeople.org. At, also at We're the People on Instagram. Also, there's a documentary out. Um, oh, it's so great. It's all so good. It's so like well thought out and good. You're so great. You're so great. Genuinely, You're so great. Uh, like we've we've been making these jokes for the last like season and a half about like if they want to find you to talk about this or that, you actually can find me talking about politics and voting oh my God, at yeah. Kim Moffat or at uh just go to we're the people.org and uh, all your voting questions there. Nonpartisan baby. Yeah, for sure. Truly. So there we go. And the television show Dawson's Creek has um, the official from the WB. The official social media is on Instagram at Dawson's Darlings. So that's uh, verified <laughs> through the WB network. <laughs> Please don't sue us, Warner Brothers. They're not a network anymore, so it's fine. We're good. Hey, thanks for listening. If you loved it, tell your friends. If you hated it, tell your enemies.